Hello, everyone. Uh, this is a talk bookie to me. Um, this is a conversational book podcast. I'm one host, Aaron. And I'm Felicia. Second host. Um, and this is uh, our official episode one. Uh, this is the first episode for October. Um, hopefully, if you stumbled on this, then you listened to episode zero. If not, I would recommend listening to that. It's a little bit of a longer conversation about who we are and what this podcast is and how it's going to be structured. Uh, but for this episode, since it is our official episode one, we are going to jump into essentially our uh, three segments that we're typically going to do. So segment one, uh, talk about some stuff we're excited about. We're going to, um, you know, any news that we happen to have, which we don't have much for this one, exchange uh, some books, uh, move into our TBR for segment two, and then just kind of wrap things up with a couple social plugs and things of that nature. So... Uh, all right. Uh, do you want to kick it off? Yeah. Uh, so basically, we went to Barnes Noble yesterday, mm-hmm. and I Barnes Noble has this really good stamp program that they've switched to lately, mm-hmm. where you spend a certain amount of money, you get money back. I mean, yeah, and you still get your discount. Yeah. Uh, which I think is kind of crazy. It's crazy. Um, yeah. I don't see how they're making money off of that. <laughs> I really don't see how. Uh, yeah. So the thing that I'm most excited about that I bought yesterday is the box set of The Naturals by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. She also wrote the Inheriting, Inheritance Games series. Um, but this is also like another puzzly type thing. I mean, there's literally like jigsaw puzzles on the front of the covers. Um, <laughs> it's kind of weird that I was able to get it because according to their website... This is why, I think this is why I'm really excited, because somehow I feel like I cheated the system. Because according to their website, um, you, pre, you pre-order it for it to ship October 3rd, but it's in the stores. Already on shelves. Yeah, yeah. so I bought it yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, a, it's like, I think I got it for the exact same price that I would have on Amazon, which I always compare. Even though I don't love shopping on Amazon, we can't really deny the fact that like it's convenient, and if you want something... Yeah. It's usually cheaper there. Yeah. Lo- local sellers don't price match Amazon because Amazon does take a loss on their books. Yeah. Local bookstores are the way to go, but, you know, we do order things on Amazon. Yeah. I mean, I do price match. Like, I do, like, price compare. Right. And figure out if there's a drastic difference. Like, if we're talking, like, $8, $10, I'm going to get it on Amazon. I just, I, yeah. I have to be smart because I usually buy, like... 10 books at a time exactly if it's a two dollar difference five dollar difference i'm probably going to get it from the bookstore that i'm at for sure um so that's what i'm really excited about what i bought i bought probably 10 books yesterday not including the four that were in the box set right uh i cannot remember the names of any of them right oh i did get like mary shelley club i think that's another one yeah yeah yeah, that was like frankenstein i need to be better about remembering what i bought yeah, and we don't have it in front of us, which is the yeah. other issue. So, like, but yeah, it was a decent, a decent haul of books it's, for it's sure. It's been a while. Well, yeah, it's been a very short while, but it's been a while. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and you know, I was on that same book trip, um, and I bought two books uh, that I'm pretty excited about. Um, I've all obviously bought more books recently, but like these are the two that are the freshest in my mind because it was literally a day ago. Um, um, one of those is the Cat Who Saved Books. Uh, this is a novel by uh, Suzuki Natsukawa, I believe, and it's translated by Luis Hill Kawai. 
Um, and it's cat on the cover. So yeah. And, and it also just sounds amazing. Uh, you know, it's about a, a teenager in, inheriting a secondhand bookstore and there's a talking cat that kind of helps him with the, keep the bookstore alive and things like that. So it just sounds, you know, magical realism. It sounds very odd and strange. And this it's is a, not the first book you've picked up because there was a cat on the front. Well, yeah, yeah. I think books about cats are just, they're usually weird and interesting. And there's just something different about people who will write an entire book about a cat. Um, what was the one that I just finished well, recently? It I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember what it is though, but it was it was a good one. It was a it's a book about like a, a just basically a cat that's living next to uh, next to these people that are renting this home in Japan, and it, it was a breakdown of like uh, kind of reflections and themes of like guest the, the guest cat. Yeah, it's kind of reflections and themes on like this couple's life and them trying to come to terms it's with sad. like de- really yeah, it's incredibly sad. By the end, it was really sad, but. I'm looking forward to this cat book. I hope it's not sad. <laughs> the other book I'm really, really excited about because I've been wanting to get this forever. Uh, it's Convenience Store Woman uh, by Sayaka Murata. And this one is also translated. I'm trying to find who the translator is. Uh, it's Jenny uh, Tapley Takamori, I believe, is the translator's name. I think it's important because translation is hard work and it's crucial for you know getting books that are not originally in English. So... Um, I'm super excited about this one because it, it's something that's been on my radar for a little bit. I almost bought a copy of it at a bookstore uh, earlier for full price, but the cover was bent and it was the last copy that they had in the store. Um, but this is one of those kind of slice of life, seems like uh, kind of close, intimate character study of a woman who works at a convenience store. Well, the cover is super cute because yeah. it's like... A little sushi girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and from what I understand, like it, it, it did really well. It got a lot of attention. Uh, I've seen a lot of reviews of it. I've seen people pick it up. There's some kind of polarizing opinions about it, but I think most of it is a positive reception. I do think that even with like anything in today, polarizing is what mm-hmm. makes the show for sure yeah (laughs) and i and i think some people had some issues with the main character because uh like just her character arc and development is what i heard but you know i'll find out for myself Um, it's a very short book so i'm sure i'll get through it (laughs) um so moving on from what we bought because we could go on forever because Mm -hmm. i buy like 10 books a trip um so we did want to talk about a few books releasing this month that we're excited about. Yeah. I don't have dates for when they're releasing. We should, I just realized. I also just realized we didn't really say what our theme is oh, for this month. Well, we should, we're doing that next. Oh, okay. We'll do that next. Okay. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Um, so the first book that I'm really excited about is called Starling House by Alex E. Harrow. That is actually the book that I chose for my October book of the month. Um, it's the first time I'm getting book of the month and I got it because Aaron got it for me for my birthday. And I, I, I completely forgot the title of that book and that is going to come up in a couple seconds. So you go ahead. Did you buy me that book? No, I didn't oh, buy okay. it for you. No, no, I no. Just no, make no sure. it's just, Wait, is that what you it's also one that I was going to recommend. <laughs> <laughs> that I, was, uh, I was reading through them and then I forgot and I was like, this sounds good. That's and really I was funny. like, I was like, this sounds good and kind well, of familiar. No, no, no. You go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no. Okay. So, because remember the other 
Mm -hmm. the month that I really wanted. Yeah, and yeah. I couldn't decide. I remember I have the screenshot for both. I remember that one more <laughs> than the Starling House. Well, do you want do you want me to read the Starling House yeah, blurb? Yeah, that's then? fine. So for the books that we're excited about, we we were going to read a little bit of the blurb uh, for these. So that's really funny. Uh, so here's the the description. I'm just going straight off of Goodreads. Uh, a contemporary gothic fairy tale about a small town haunted by the history it can't quite seem to bury and the canny, clever young woman who finds herself drawn to the house that sits at the crossroads of it all. Starling House is, a, is odd and ugly and fully full of secrets, just like its heir. Opal knows better than knows better than to mess with haunted houses or brooding men, but it might be a chance to get her brother of Eden uh, or her brother out of oh Eden. <laughs> This is, it's written weird, and there's like misspellings in this book oh, description, no. several of them. Um, and it feels dangerously like something she's never had, which is a home. But she isn't the only one interested in the house of, uh, or the horrors and wonders that lie beneath it. If Opal wants a home, she'll have to fight for it. She'll have to dig up her family's dark past and let herself dream of a brighter future. She'll have to go down, down into Underland and claw her way back to the light. That sounds so creepy. Yeah, I chose that one um, after much debate mm -hmm. <laughs> in myself <laughs> about, uh, I chose that one for my book of the month because it was coming out sooner. Actually, now that I remember, I think it was coming right around the 7th, mm -hmm. um, and I kind of wanted to have it around the same time that it was coming out, and I just figured I could pre-order the next one that I wanted, which I'll actually talk about um, because Aaron took mine. <laughs> um, so the other one I was trying to decide was The Unmaking of June Farrow by Adrian Young. Um, this book, I'll just read the little Amazon book review, or book overview. A woman risks everything to end her family's centuries-old curse, solve her mother's disappearance, and find love in this mesmerizing novel from the New York Times bestselling author of Spells for Forgetting. In the small mountain town of Jasper, North Carolina, which I actually don't know where that is, <laughs> um, June Farrow is waiting for fate to find her. The Farrow women are known for their thriving flower farm, and a mysterious curse that has plagued their family line. The whole town remembers the madness that led to Susanna Farrow's disappearance, leaving June to be raised by her grandmother and haunted by rumors. Um, I'm not going to read the rest. That's not, fine. Because I think that that is like, that paragraph is really what captivated me because I was like, ooh, mystery. Right. Like, rumors. Like, it just, and also, now that I know that it was set in North Carolina, which I didn't know. Right. Um, I think I want to read it more. Um, but it, at the end it says, With the unmaking of June Farrow, Adrienne Young delivers a brilliant novel of romance, mystery, and a touch of the impossible, a story you'll never forget. And that comes out October 17th. So yeah. it'll come out soon. Um, I might pick it up. Star I wait till it's on sale. <laughs> Starling House is October 3rd, by oh, the way. 3rd, I forgot okay. to mention that. Yeah, it is the 3rd. Yeah, I had that written down. So. All right. Uh, you want me to you want me to do my next exciting yeah. one, or do you want to go for you? Okay. So my next exciting one, the one that I'm excited about, that I kind of just researched and kind of settled on this one pretty quickly, uh, is called Lilith. Um, this is by Nikki Marmory, and it comes out October 10th. Um, I'm not going to read the entire blurb. That's funny. I'm not going to read the whole blurb, but I'll read a little bit of it just to get a taste of kind of what this is. Um, in the tradition of Madeline Mirror, uh, Miller and Claire North, Lilith is the story of the first woman who is expelled from paradise for disobedience. In this retelling of the Hebrew myth that justified and explained woman's subjection to man, Lilith will have her revenge, however long it takes. 
In the Garden of Eden, at the beginning of time, an outrageous lie is born that women are inferior. Lilith and Adam are equal and happy in the Garden of Eden until Adam decides uh, Lilith should submit to his will and lie beneath him. She refuses and is banished forever from paradise. I don't know how I didn't see that. Yeah. Because, I mean, I have books by Claire North and mm-hmm. Kristen Miller. <laughs> Madeline Miller? Oh, Madeline Miller. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. I have books by Kristen Miller. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. That one just sounds really good to me because, um, I mean, I've been wanting to read, like, Circe and Song of Achilles. I think I bring it up, like, every couple of weeks. I, I like those retellings. I like whenever they examine uh, the ways that like gender and race and sexual orientation and stuff like that impacted uh, or was was impacted by these original stories. And this one just sounds right up my alley for that. And the cover for it is amazing. Oh, really? Yeah, the cover looks great. Well, I didn't see that, so I guess I didn't see the cover either. Probably not. Yeah. All right. What's, uh, what's your second book you're excited for? Um, so... Cassandra Clare, who wrote the City of Bones series, is coming out with another book that's not set in the the Mortal Instruments world. Mm-hmm. Um, it is called Swordcatcher. It is coming out also October 10th. Mm-hmm. And it I'll just read this quick little thing. Two outcasts find themselves caught in the web of forbidden love, dangerous magic, and dark secrets that could change the world forever in the start of a riveting epic fantasy series from the number one New York Times bestselling author of the Shadowhunter Chronicles. Also, I think it's kind of cool that George R. R. Martin wrote everything I look for in fantasy. Ooh, so, yeah. I mean, he, he would know fantasy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really excited about that one, actually. Um, yeah, I, I like yeah. I like the way she writes. Um, it's approachable. I think this one's, I assume that this one's also YA. I think um, so. I, I, I looked into that one a little bit, too. Because the cover caught my attention. It's just kind of an interesting look. Yeah. The color scheme on that is really good. Yeah. Yeah, it would be really cool if it had red pages. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Sprayed <laughs> edges like all books should have. I need all these sprayed <coughs> edges. Right. Um, so that basically is all the news that we have today. Um, I figured this was, since this was episode one, we were going to have a lot of like filler already. Yeah. And yeah. I, I didn't want to like get into news too much. Plus, I looked, there's not like any adaptations right now that I can think of. There's not a lot of big ones that I saw. I saw yeah. a couple of small things, but Obviously, nothing that... i get more publisher weeklies. Right, we right. Talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was nothing that like, really caught my attention either, but... Um, so, our topic for this month, um, because it is spooky season, we decided to make our theme a spooky theme, mm-hmm. um, which means that we bought each other, I think... Horror novels. Yes. Oh, for um, okay. sure. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Oh, yeah, I got um, yeah. <laughs> So, what we're going to do right now, I really hope that we can edit out some of this crinkling. Because what we're going to do right now is we're going to exchange books, and then we're going to talk about, um, like, we're each going to read what book we got from the other person. Like, we're going to read the title, who is by, and a little brief description on the back. Right. So, all right. So, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I, I, you, you want to go first? I'll sure. let you go first. This is what I got you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've seen the cover of this so many times. It's like oh, yeah. VHS yeah, yeah. So it's uh, My Best Friend's Exorcism. Uh, who's this by? What is that? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks like a throwback, kind of like what, like eighties, nineties, oh, yeah. like VHS. With uh, it's just such a cool cover. You'll have to you'll have to look it up. But it's like a, the old paper slip covers yeah. for VHSs. 
Because it looks like a little warm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've I've seen I've seen this book. We passed by it so many times, and I just I thought this looks so cool because I'm into those like weird throwback things. Right. It even has a staff pick sticker on the back, as if the movie (laughs) that would be a staff pick sticker. Um, Okay. Yeah. So I can read a little bit of this here. Yeah. 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 Of course. Yeah. Hardback covers. Their blurbs are so much longer. Right. (laughs) So it says, uh, high school sophomores Abby and Gretchen have been best friends since fourth grade, but after an evening of skinny dipping goes disastrously wrong, Gretchen begins to act different. She's moody, she's irritable, and bizarre incidents keep happening whenever she's nearby. Abby's investigation leads her to some startling discoveries, and by the time their story reaches the terrifying conclusion, the fate of Abby and Gretchen will be determined by a single question, is their friendship powerful enough to beat the devil? Like an unholy hybrid of of beaches and the exorcist, my best friend's exorcism blends teen angst, adolescent drama, unspeakable horrors, and a mix of 80s pop songs into a pulse-pounding supernatural thriller. Yeah, I'm really excited for you to read that one. This is perfect. Because I also want to read it. Yeah, yeah, it's (laughs) absolutely perfect. I mean, just such a great cover. cover. so cheesy. Yeah, it's so good. I love it. All right, so I got a book for you. Preface this. Be kind, please rewind. I didn't even see that. That's yeah, even better. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, it specifically has to mention that it's a novel so that you don't think that it's a VHS tape. Right. Because <laughs> VHSs were definitely that wide. Right. <laughs> um, so the book that I got you, I had a lot of debate over it, and I actually picked it up yesterday in Barnes & Noble, and I picked up other things and put them back. And then I finally landed on this one because I know this author a little bit, and then also he's very well known for horror and thrillers. And uh, this one sounds very scary, and I want to read it as well, so. Oh, okay, so A Head Full of Ghosts, Paul Tremblay. Yep, wrote The Cabin at the End of the World. Yeah, Yeah. that makes sense. I was like, well-known, he's well-known. Yeah, he's very well-known. I think he's got like 10 books out or something. I didn't know he was that prolific, but like he's... Even the cover is really creepy. It's like looking down a stairwell, oh, a hallway... Yeah. Stairs. Okay. I went full horror with this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, the lives of the Barretts, a normal suburban New England family, are torn apart when 14-year-old Marjorie begins to display signs of acute schizophrenia. To her parents' despair, the doctors are unable to stop Marjorie's behavior, or bizarre outbursts and subsequent descent into madness. Jeez. As their home <laughs> delves into a house of horrors, they reluctantly turn to a local Catholic priest for help. I'm going to pause real quick. Because the next line says, Father Wanderly suggests an exorcism. <laughs> and it's just kind of funny that when we think like pure horror, yeah. we're like, exorcism. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, he believes a vulnerable teenager is the victim of demonic possession. He also contacts a production com- contacts a production company that is eager to document the Barrett's plight for reality television show. Oh, that sucks. You're right. With John, Marjorie's father out of work for more than a year and medical bills looming, the family reluctantly agrees to be filmed, never imagining that the possession would become an instant hit. Oh, this feels gross. Yeah, but that's... But it, <laughs> that's the horrifying that's the, part. That's the part, yeah. <laughs> when events in the Barrett household explode in tragedy, the show and the incidents it captures become the stuff of urban, urban legend. Fifteen years later, a best-selling writer interviews Marjorie's younger sister, Mary, as she recalls those long-ago events from her childhood, she was just eight years old. Painful memories and long-buried secrets that clash with the television broadcast and the internet blogs begin to surface. This sounds so good. Yeah, yeah. It also sounds, like, the content sounds awful. Yeah, yeah. Because, who, <laughs> who <laughs> wants to 
monopolize. Is that the word? Uh, capitalize Whatever. on or something? Yeah. yeah, capitalize on like a traumatic experience that yeah. their daughter is having. Right. Well, this goes... I don't care how how deep in debt you are. Yeah. Well, this, I mean, this goes along with that conversation we had yesterday um, about, or maybe this morning, uh, about that true crime podcast that I was oh, listening yeah. to in which they're like, well, how much of this is like, do we have the right to do this? How much of this is us like forcing these people to relive their trauma and their like pain and stuff like that? Or how much of this is like actually good? Like, are we helping? And it seems like, yeah, it kind of sounds like it's, it's digging into it a little yeah. bit, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I always want to, anytime I see, um, like a, like another little blurb from, mm-hmm an author who has read this and has commented on it, I never really know how sincere or true or or whatever it is, right? But right. I always find them interesting. And I hope that this one is true, but I also hope this one's not true because it says, A head full of ghosts scared the living hell out of me, and I'm pretty hard to scare Stephen King. <laughs> Stephen King, the, like, father of horror modern horror yeah Yeah, absolutely said that this is scary yeah and so the reason i hope that it's not true (laughs) is because if he thinks it's scared i'm gonna think it's scary or if he got scared i'm gonna get scared yeah yeah well no yeah and i again that's why i went kind of hard into the horror direction because i thought that it would be good to to challenge a little bit yeah Yeah. i think it's great you know you should read your um cabin at the end of the woods uh, cabin, or whatever it is. I cabin that. at the edge end of the world. Yes. Yeah. Because there's also cabin in the woods. I yeah, yeah. I read like the first two chapters, but it was like obviously. I mean, I was reading it during like a difficult time, so like right. it just yeah, I had to put it down for a little bit. But I saw the movie, and the movie got me super interested in the book. Yeah, because it's like a, it's actually a pretty fascinating concept, and and Paul Tremblay's writing is good. Like I I like I'm, his. I'm I like his style. I mean, it's it it reads quick too, and it wasn't too too long of a book either. So, but those are the those are the ones that we exchange for each other. So that's the start so of that, our TBRs, yeah, basically. Yeah, that's our TBR. Yeah. Um, before we get into what we chose for our TBR, mm-hmm. um, I'm also going to talk about how I chose my TBR a mm-hmm. little bit. But I wanted so we're both on Goodreads. Yep. And we both set goals for the year on Goodreads, and my goal was 150. Um, I reached 102 books last year, and so I really stretched my goal, and then I didn't read for three months. Right. But I think that's okay to do sometimes. I mean, it, you know, sometimes we just mentally need breaks. Yeah, from but it. I have to hit my 150. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. No, like, but... I'm competitive enough right. with myself yeah, yeah, that yeah. I have to hit my 150. Mm-hmm. I am 67 books into my 150. Yeah. I have to read six books a day. Mm-hmm. Or a week, I mean. Six books a week to reach my goal. I mean, you're better off than I am because I set a goal of 100 because I read a little over 50 last year and I've only read 27 books. Right. So. We also forgot that uh, the last half of our year mm-hmm. was nothing but poetry and manga. Yeah, so much. <laughs> yeah, so many books of poetry because we went on a big poetry kick. And I've kick not read any of that this year. I, I've read maybe one book of poetry total yeah. this year. Maybe not even. I don't you even know. You read two. Yeah. Because you got. Oh, I did. Uh, no, you finished those last year. 
Oh, Ooh, yeah. I got you. Never mind. Yep. yep. Um, so the way I pick my TBR, um, I have little prompts mm-hmm. that I've written on small pieces of paper, and I put them in a box, and then I pick them out, and I chose books based on those prompts. Yep. I ended up with 11 books specifically pro- chosen by prompt, and then I added two books that I wanted to try to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a mood reader. I don't go through a TBR really, but if I'm ever not sure what to read, that's my next read. Yep. So I have 13 books on my TBR. (laughs) (laughs) How did you do it? Oh, uh, I chose my TBR in a little bit of a different way. So I also, I have a, a bag of paper slips that you made for me, obviously, mm-hmm. that uh, that is uh, split up by genre, different color paper for different genres. I pick which genre I wanted, and I drew one of those. Um, so that's how I got one of my books. My other book, obviously, is the one that you just gave me. It's going to be on the TBR. Um, and then uh, most oh, of... I have 14 books because the one you gave oh. me. That's right. I have 14 books in you do have to add that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally sitting right here. <laughs> uh, one of one of the books that I got is one that I purchased recently. I'm super excited about. And then um, one of them is a spooky book that I've just been wanting to read since I bought it. Uh, and then two of them are books specifically from that ten books that we assigned each other for the year. And there are two that I've already started that I need to finish basically. So, yeah. Outside. I don't think it's going to pick that up. I actually don't. <laughs> well, now they know. Right. That's fine. That's fine. That never bothers me on podcasts, and I don't think it bothers too many people. But um, So what we're going to do is we're going to... I'm just going to briefly talk about, like, maybe not even talk about them because I don't know anything about them. So I'm going to list them. Mm-hmm. Did you want to go first since yours are shorter, or do you want me to go first since mine are longer? I can knock mine out. It doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> matter to know. me. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, so I have Angels and Demons, the Dan Brown book. Um, I've started that one. You have that really, illustrated yeah, you have yeah. that really nice illustrated version. Um, I had talked about Dan Brown a little bit in episode zero, but his writing is just so well paced. Mm-hmm. I, I'm 99% sure I will finish that one this month. Um, it, all I have to do is just sit down and start <laughs> reading. <time>. Yeah, <laughs> that have time. Yeah. Um, so that's one that's on the 10 that you assigned me. Uh, one of the others from the 10 that you assigned me is Dark Places by Gillian or Gillian Flynn. I've, I've heard it pronounced both but ways. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I've also started that book. I'm probably about a third of the way through that one. Um, and that's a tough read for me. Um, nobody in that book is very likable. Um, well, and the words span oh, from the left yes. to the right of the page. The margins the are... the bottom of the page. Like, when you go into Word and you do narrow margins, yeah. that's what you get. Yeah, it is It is tight. There's a lot yeah. of material there. Um, but I like it, and this I'm... This one is like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it, though, and I am going to finish it for sure. Because um, yeah. those two are on the 10 that you assigned me. Those are at the top of my list to finish this month. I'm, I'm going to work on those first. Um, the one that I drew out of the, the bag, which is hilarious, <coughs> is Authority by Jeff Vandermeer, which is the second book in his Southern Reach trilogy. Um, I talked about Annihilation uh, in Episode Zero, and I talked about Jeff Vandermeer is one of my current favorite authors, even though I've only read Annihilation. Um, I started Authority, and I made it maybe 50 to 100 words in, somewhere in there, um, and then I, I DNF'd it. And as I was making the lists for his TBR, yeah, I was like, do you want me to put authority in here? And you were like, yeah, because I'm DNFing it. I'm going to start over. Yeah, I have to. It's so complex. <laughs> so he chose, um, you know, 
know, he he did. This is the first time he's picked from the bag. Yep, very and, first time. And he went to my house and he was like, "Guess what I chose?" And immediately, I was like, "Authority." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> out of like hundreds of books, it was. That I one. knew that he chose authority, yeah. which already was weird. But, yep. Um, I think it's really funny because he talks about how like Jeff Vandermeer is one of his favorite authors, and now he gets to read one of his. I'm excited for it. It's it's dense though. His writing is always dense, and it is like cosmic horror. Yeah. So it's like well, complex. And the authority was like the world building almost mm-hmm. after the adventure. Oh my gosh, yeah. Because Annihilation is it's pure it's pure yeah. plot. I mean, you barely get to know the characters a little bit. It is so plot driven. I mean, they don't even have names. The characters don't even have names in Annihilation. They just They're have called by their jobs. Yeah, their right? jobs are their names. Yeah. Um, and this one is the exact opposite from page one. It is it is building the world. It is naming people. It is explaining things and developing it out to a very large extent. Um, but that's my third book. Um, the next one is uh, She is a Haunting. Um, and this is by, uh, you might have to help with pronunciation, Trong Thon Tran. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're welcome. Uh, you're yeah, so Trong... Tron, Tron. Okay. Probably. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is a. I think it's a YA, yeah, technically a, YA a Vietnamese horror novel. Um, and I I bought it a while ago, right after finishing, or I saw I saw it mm-hmm. uh, was coming out right after finishing uh, Build Your House Around My Body, which is also a Vietnamese horror book. Um, and I enjoyed it so much, I immediately went for this one. I got it. I think day one, right? Yeah. Or, it and, was. It was- it was in the new release section at yeah. Barnes and Noble, and I intended to read it immediately. But and like I took the dust jacket off of it, I, I had it, I carried it with me to work <laughs> yeah. two or three times, and then I just never started that it. That cover is so oh, creepy. Gosh, it's so good. Though. Oh my gosh, it's, it's so like creepy. a woman with her mouth open, and there's like is it I think it's butterflies or something, or flowers coming out of her mouth. It's somewhere over there, but it's it's terrifying. Gosh, I it I think it's on the top shelf under the angels and demons thing. I think it could be wrong. Yeah, I think it's flowers. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. flowers. Yeah, it's, it's just so it's creepy. it's very creepy. But I I think I'll finish that one almost for sure because I, I I'm gonna be honest. I'm trying to be realistic. I don't know if I'll finish Authority <laughs> this month. I plan on it. Yeah, I'll probably finish this one. Um, She's a haunting because it's against why. Yeah. It, even though it's a little bit longer, margins are thicker and stuff. It's, oh, yeah. And, and, and I'm sure... Like one inch margin instead of 0.5. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure I'll burn through it. Um, and then my last one for the month uh, was actually one that I purchased is the Convenience Store Woman book. Um, almost positive I'll finish yeah. that one as well. It's very short. Um, and then my yeah. best friend, Friends, Extras as well. Well, yeah. I mentioned <laughs> that one up front. Though. But yeah, so that's, that's going to be my TBR. Um realistically i've got more time this month to read so i think i will get through three or four of those i'm hoping um but i set six kind of a stretch goal um just to try to start reading more uh and to try to get you know that pace back up now that uh things have slowed down a little bit at work well well something somewhat yeah All right, so uh, give run down your TBR. I know so you've got a lot going on. My stretch goal is really like twenty, <laughs> right. because I have I have to get a hundred. I know I've already said this. I have to get one hundred and fifty books. Um, <laughs> but also, I'm a mood reader, so I don't know how many of these I'm actually going to finish. Right. But I have fourteen books. Um, the first one is obviously going to be a head full of, a head full of ghosts. Mm-hmm. And then I have Malice by John Gwynn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the first book in Fantasy the... Fantasy. Oh, yeah. 
is a fantasy novel. It's like mm-hmm. epic fantasy, it seems, from what I understand. Oh, yeah. Um, which is the first in the Faithful and the Fallen series. Mm-hmm. I have Golden Sun by Pierce Brown, which is the second book in the Red Rising series, which is sci-fi. And we talked about Pierce... Both of us talked about um, Red Rising and Pierce Brown in episode zero. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't read uh, Red Rising and you like fi- sci-fi, or even if you like fantasy, yeah. I would say read that because it... it it kind of does merge those genres a little bit. It is sci-fi because it is in space. Yeah. But it's also kind of dystopian. What well, is dystopian? Right. But but it's it's grounded sci-fi. Yeah. It's um, like I mean it's like Hunger Games. Yeah. Sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Hunger Games is also sci-fi already. So yeah, but not as much. It's uh, it's on that level. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um. Then I have the Bloody Chamber by Angela Carter, which mm-hmm. is fairy tale retellings. Excellent book. That Aaron bought me. Probably a year ago now. <laughs> Close to it, yeah. It's so good. I read it in college. It's great. It's like feminist retellings of yeah fairy tales. Um, the next one I have is 1984 by George Orwell. It's one of the ten that I was challenged to read this year. It's a classic. I have not read it ever, um, which kind of feels weird considering yeah. my mom was an English teacher or is an English teacher. Mm-hmm. And then I have On Earth, We're Briefly Gorgeous. By Ocean Vong. It's a literary fiction. Um, he's also a queer writer. Mm-hmm. Which I, I got this book for Pride Month as an exchange from Aaron. I haven't read it yet. But I'm reading it this month. And then Murder on the Orient Express. Which is a mystery by Agatha Christie. I don't know that I need to talk about that. People know what that is. <laughs> um, yeah. The Hawthorne Legacy by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. Which is the second book in the Inheritance Game series. It's a YA mystery. It's like a Knives Out situation. And you love that first one. I love yeah. yeah. The first one was so good. It almost won Best Book of the Year last year. Yeah. I think I I got it as one of our 12 books, mm-hmm. and I finished it in like a day and a half. Oh, it was so fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eight or 10,000 Doors in January by Alex E. Harrow, which is the same person that wrote Starling House, which mm-hmm. is coming out soon that I'm getting in my uh, book of the month. Uh, it's categorized as historical fantasy or histor- historical fiction and fantasy. Oh. So I just called it historical fantasy. Which right. I think that's the thing. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that exact term before. Yeah. Um, the next one is You Are Not Alone by Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekkanen. Pe- yeah, I did. I did the phonetic spelling of it so I can make sure I got it right. <laughs> um, that is a mystery. I read another book by them. Hmm. I can't remember what it was. Now that I'm thinking about it. I think I read it for a book club. Oh, man. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin, which is literary fiction. I actually had it on my September TBR. Yeah. It fit another category that I picked from my TBR box. And so I'm going to finish it this month. Well, Everybody n- finishes it. <laughs> no one has ever finished. Everyone so says people that. people like it. It's a video game. Um, development story development story yeah. between two friends and yeah. there's like some issues that happen um it seems like which i haven't even gotten there it seems mm-hmm. like something happens and they're not friends anymore so i'm not sure um i want to finish that really badly uh fables which is a graphic novel i have commend compendium one um massive it yeah it's probably the first Com- it's one of the one of the first things that you you bought for mm-hmm. me 
Yeah, I bought it randomly um, because I think we'd been talking about it and we talked yeah. about graphic novels and stuff. Retellings, right? It is. It's like it's like modern. Yeah. It's not maybe not retellings. It, it compared to like Once Upon a Time or something yeah. like that. It's like modern day versions of these characters. Yeah. So those were the ones that I chose out of like the the box. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also want to read Coraline by Neil Gaiman, which is listed as horror. Um, but there's also a movie. It it's more YA. It is. Um, yeah. Well, maybe even children's. It might, yeah, that's it's even true. younger than YA. Gosh, yeah. it, that movie was so creepy. It was. It's good though. But I don't. It's I've never good. read the book, so I want to read the book. Um, and then another horror novel, Such Sharp Teeth by Rachel Harris. Hanson? I can't read my own handwriting. Harrison. I think that's what that says. Sounds like it. That sounds good. <laughs> so that's 14 books that I'm going to read. Um, I will probably read half of these, if mm-hmm. not four of them. But we'll see. <laughs> because this month I read... So September I read maybe four out of my 15 that I chose. So that's not right. Right. <laughs> that's the thing with you, though, is like if you get into like... If you get into a good headspace and you've found the book to fit your mood, you're going to start burning through books. Yeah. Like you, you will start going through them so quickly and it'll just, it'll be like nothing for you. But yeah. I think that's why I threw in like Coraline mm-hmm. and uh, such sharp teeth Yeah, because those are thinner Right, and I have a lot of, a lot of thick books on my yeah. TBR this month. Those are much um, more manageable. And they yeah. seem like Coraline is, it, I mean, because it's children, it mm-hmm. does seem like it'll be hopefully an easier read, and be I like fit that in. It'll be like an afternoon, yeah, yeah, easily. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um. So those those were our TBRs. Um. Like I said, I'm 67 out of 150, so gotta read all of these plus some. I right. have more. If I do miraculously finish all 14 of these mm-hmm. specifically, I do have more books that I know that I want to read for the month. Right. Um. But otherwise, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, no. We'll yeah. check in in the middle of the month and we'll see how many of those I've actually read. Right. Yeah, yeah. October 15th, we'll have episode two for the month. Um, and that'll be checking in on our TBRs, updating on those, giving some light impressions. Uh, we do intend to try to keep the spoilers to a minimum, but yeah. there may be. I mean, there's ways that we can talk around it and stuff. If there is something that we're just absolutely like, look, I really want to talk about this. I have to spoil this. We'll make sure to give like clear yeah, warnings we'll and stuff. Like a but we'll just say spoiler ahead yeah, and yeah. then you can skip and we'll put maybe we'll try to put in notes we'll keep it clear yeah we'll make it as clear as possible but but no i mean that's that's our goal so for now we're hoping to get through these so yeah, um so we really want to just end the show with like a general recommendation and mm-hmm. um, the thing that i'm bringing to the table today i actually mentioned it in episode zero but i wanted to talk about it a little bit more mm-hmm. um I'm bringing in The Adventure Zone, which is a podcast by the McElroys. The McElroys do a huge slew of podcasts. Oh, yeah. I don't... Three brothers and their dad. If people are listening to the... (laughs) If people are listening to podcasts at all, they're probably aware of it. Right, they know something about the McElroys. Yeah, yeah, because they're huge. Um, But it's it's three brothers and their dad. Um, It starts off with the youngest brother, Griffin... Dungeon as the dungeon master, mm-hmm. and it's their very first time playing D anD D, and it's not straightforward D anD D. It's it's a comedy podcast, so they yeah. can't just sit there and roll all day long, or like it's it's more narrative. Yeah, um, and it's just so funny. And they've moved on from the main um, story, and mm-hmm. they've done different types of. 
like dungeon type games, mm-hmm. and they I think they've settled on the D and D format again, right? With a different D, uh, with a different DM every time. Right. I have not read, or I've not read. Well, it's also a graphic novel. <laughs> <laughs> I've not listened past. Um, oh God, I cannot remember what it's called. I think it is just called The Adventure Zone. Is the original one mm-hmm. that they do. Um, the the newest one that they're doing, I think, is called Steeplechase, which I've not listened to any of that, but. I just think they're really funny. I've also listened to My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is also really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that their relationship seems really great. Yeah. Yeah. I think you got me started listening to some of the right. adventures. Well, and my brother good. got me into it. Right. So, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my brother had me listen to a show about brothers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. It's good. I, it was very, very funny. Like, the, yeah, I mean, obviously they're related, so, like, the chemistry is, like, perfect. Yeah. They know each other so I am well. also going to yeah. quickly plug uh, Dungeon mm-hmm. Daddies, mm-hmm. which is another comedy D&D podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's, it's basically about dads who get stuck mm-hmm. in a D&D world. That is also really funny. It sounds funny. You've told me, you've recommended yeah. it so many times, <laughs> and I haven't gotten to it. Yeah, no, those are good recommendations. And I, I've got two as well. One of them I can't say too much about because I haven't watched it yet. Um, <laughs> but the the first recommendation that I have is uh, is actually Sea of Stars, the video game. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I haven't played it in a while, but like it came out in September. Uh, it was a sneaky hit for me. I think it was on uh, Xbox Game Pass and the PlayStation they Plus subscription day one. Yeah. So if you have that subscription, you can go ahead and jump in on it. I think it's on like every platform as well. Yeah. If but, you don't have Game Pass, I would strongly suggest getting it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're into video games right, and you have an Xbox. You, yeah. And you and you don't have the money to like buy games. Yeah. There are so many games on there that you can play. Day one. Yeah. yeah drops it, it's kind of crazy. Like it. I. I don't know how they're making money. I don't think it. they are actually. Right. I think it, I think I read somewhere that it's like about the they're making the money on the back end contracts or something. Like it's not like, yeah. I don't I don't know. Yeah, because they yeah it's the best way and the PlayStation subscription service is pretty good. It's not as robust, but yeah, we we both know <coughs> about the other one. So yeah, I know yeah. more about Game Pass and you know more about the PlayStation. And I know very little <laughs> about the PlayStation one, but uh. But yeah, Sea of Stars is great. It's if if you're into video games and video game history, if you've if you've seen Chrono Trigger that game or played that game, it's basically modern day Chrono Trigger. So fast. It's faster. Wow. It, it, I mean, it obviously runs better. It's a throwback RPG to that era of of video games. Um, it there's like more movement, a little bit more platforming type stuff, a little bit of puzzles in it. Uh, but it is mostly about turn-based combat that has like rhythm button presses to it and stuff. So it's like kind of Paper Mario series or something like that. Just incredibly fun, super nostalgic. Um, I I played I don't know maybe like twenty hours of it or something, and yeah, then I put and it I down. <laughs> yeah, and it's good. I mean, the story's fine. I mean, it's yeah. not mind blowing. But it, there's some humor in there. The writing's decent. The characters are interesting. Well, and, and yeah. I didn't like that style of game. Right. Yeah. Um, you don't really have the style. Because it was clunky and yeah. slow. Yeah. But this one really does seem interesting. It's seamless. I mean, because yeah. it, because unlike the old Final Fantasies and stuff with random battles where right. you go into the battle screen and the screen goes dark and you go into that mm-hmm. sequence... You run into the enemies on the world map like you do on Chrono Trigger, but it seamlessly goes into the battle and out right. of it. There's basically no load time between right. the two. The, and biggest, it's the best example, if you're not familiar with that old style of turn base, is if you play Pokemon. Like, yeah. When yeah. you walk through the grass, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. that sound, and then it's like, fade to black. Yeah. 
and pause. And then you okay, fight. here's the thing you're fighting. You fight, <laughs> and then it fades out again. Yeah, you know, but this yeah. didn't. I mean, this was not like that. No, I not didn't at all. play it, but. That actually might be a game that I'd give a chance. Yeah, it's seem- it's genuinely seamless and it's it's great. It's so funny. Lots of extras. Again, just a great throwback overall. Um, second recommendation. I haven't watched it yet. I'm dying to watch it. It's the last season of Sex Education on oh, Netflix. Yeah. I have to bring that up. It's one of my favorite Netflix shows. It's very raunchy, very crude humor. Uh, it's it's not for everybody. Uh, but that show ending is genuinely really sad to me because that that show is just so positive it's so so encouraging to different identity groups and things like that and it just yeah it's been such an incredible show and i'm very excited i mean i really liked really quick we did we watched a um yeah we watched a book recommendation video was it that jack edwards i think so yeah um where he read every book that made riley Riley. first two seasons yeah um she is very well read. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. She's an incredible character. Yeah. Again, the, the writing on that show, I mean, they know how to make strong characters. And it's just, it's great. Yeah, I'm sad that it's almost over, but it is. Uh... Well, it almost didn't get picked up, right? Is yeah. That the one? Uh, no, they, they were doing well. Oh. That, that one was always pretty strong, but there's several other shows that yeah. Netflix shows get canceled. It's like the, I think most of them get like three seasons or something, and rarely do they see a fourth, but right. this show just did so well. But. But yeah, those are my recommendations. Um, I think that's about all we have for this episode. Yeah, that's it, I think. Yeah, when, like I said, on October 15th, we'll have the second episode. We'll do the check-in, mm-hmm. update with some more news, uh, update with TBRs, maybe give some good recommendations then because we will have some more experience with these books. So Yeah, and on top of that, um, we knew that October was coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we didn't realize that September would fly by so quickly. Yeah. And so we're recording this um, on September 30th, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to go up tomorrow, and somehow it became September 30th. So yeah. Yeah. we need more reviews. Um, I have a subscription to Publishers Weekly, which is probably where I might get one. Yeah. Um, I also probably will have more information in general because... Mm-hmm books are coming out that we yeah. probably didn't see today so and we'll be paying attention to those so yeah. yeah so that'll be october 15th the kind of mid-month check-in um and then at last day of october we'll do our wrap-up tbr stuff and you know where we're at kind of tease next month's stuff mm-hmm. so all right um so we have a instagram mm-hmm. we are gonna be posting on it throughout the month um we plan on going to like a bookstore tomorrow mm-hmm. Hopefully. Hopefully. We're feeling okay. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) We're going to be going to a bookstore tomorrow. I'll probably take pictures there. Mm -hmm. Um, We do need to post our TBRs. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to post us, I guess. Yeah, probably. Um, And and it's just going to be our book Mm -hmm. Instagram. It's talkbookie at Instagram. And then we have only an email up right now, which Mm -hmm. is just talkbookie at Mm gmail.com. I don't know what else we're going to do. I'm not well-versed in the Twitter sphere. X, you mean? No. Okay. I know what I said. I mean, it's it's supposed well, it's to... it's about to get charged. It's so. about, yeah, it's about to be a paid service, so, so most people aren't going to know what it is. <laughs> right. You know, but. It's going to be non-existent. Right. Oh, okay. All right. All right. That's how we know we got to wrap this up. <laughs> that's, that's the key. But that's it. Yeah, so... so. Thank you guys for listening. Um... Please listen some more. 
Absolutely. And tell your friends. I yeah. don't really know how the podcast world works, so if subscriptions exist word of mouth uh (laughs) ratings on different yeah ratings on different podcast platforms makes a huge difference um you know uh, stuff like that but really just kind of share it if you enjoy it follow us yeah somewhere yeah but not in real life right not not there okay (laughs) all right we're gonna wrap things up um but yeah thank you for listening to this and uh hopefully you're still enjoying it and getting some good recommendations and ideas from us and uh yeah we'll See all of you or talk to all of you in uh, a couple weeks. Okay, bye. Bye.